Hey everyone, yes, today we finally get to talk about the Batman. There are spoilers. Me and Brian cry. Nick creams his pants. All of this in this issue. Brian, play the intro. Coming to you from 1920 Philadelphia Street, Whittier, California, in the heart of Uptown Whittier, Keeping Up With The Nerds presents Issue 88. I'm Renee. This is Brian. And Nick. And welcome to the show, everyone. Woo! Woo! <laughs> we did that on one take, guys. Yes. Good, Good job. Good. Solid. Good. Solid work. Uh, to be fair, I was working on the intros this morning. <laughs> Since I woke Have up. you been working I've on been, that this I've morning? I've been kind of just like, I want it just short. I don't want to go too much into it because if I talk too much into it, I'm gonna go blah blah blah. blah. Yeah. Mm, mm. So he was he was hyping going. himself up, but yeah. not too much. Yeah. Which is good. Have you been edging all day? Yeah. Like uh, you finally released. Mm -hmm. Good for you, I'm guys. So this is <laughs> issue eighty eight is not where we're gonna get sexual. Okay. Like no, I understand <laughs> it's for both of you guys. But this this is the movie y'all been waiting for, mm -hmm. but y'all gotta relax. First off. <laughs> We've been we've been leaving hints for a while. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the this is the issue where both Nick and Renee lose it. They make it to forty five minutes. It's like guys, I gotta go back. I I can't do this. It's oh, too yeah. much, dude. I have a change of shorts in my pants. <laughs> Say that again. I have a change of shorts or change of underwear, really. No, 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 no. So you, you double really, layering it? No, double layering. Oh wait, yeah. is that what you meant to say? You have a change of shorts in your pants? Yeah, that's what I meant to say. And then I and then are I, you I sure? Flubbed, no, and then I flubbed it. <laughs> he messed up on his own joke. I messed up on my own joke. <laughs> Quite just like, wait, and then I was like, I was gonna just let him go with it. Then I, then I, I was wanted like, listeners to be like, what did he mean by that? <laughs> and then I, and I thought, I thought you were just gonna keep going, and then you questioned no, me. I'm on gonna it. let you. I'm gonna. Then let you questioned you. me on it, and I didn't know where to go. You questioned my ways, ladies and gentlemen. Quick announcement. What announcements before the podcast issue starts? Before our main topic, the mm. Batman. Yes, a couple of announcements, guys. So we are doing something special for all of you listeners everyone out there unfortunately we are going to have to limit it to the base us yeah. uh mainly because we are going to be mailing some stuff but look at what we have here for Ooh. our um this is, this is my copy this yeah is i was gonna say that's nick's copy that's nick's copy yeah. but these Sorry. are two copies that we have extra <laughs> if you guys do not know what we're talking about then you're listening to it on audio platforms check on our youtube channel why because in front of me here i have two issues of the batman Batman Long Halloween issue number one special edition covers that we got at the fan preview event that we went to on Tuesday. It was uh, what the first fan preview uh, that was allowed. Yes, uh, to... it, was the, it was the very first showing to the public. Yes, of uh, the Batman. These are special covers that were only given out during the preview event, and we checked online. They're going for a pretty high price yeah. for what comic books usually go for. Yeah, give or take. Yeah. Um, and you guys are probably asking, how do you guys have two extra copies? Why are you asking questions? Why, why are you yeah. asking questions? We're giving away two copies to you guys, and there's a couple rules that we're going to be going in. <laughs> there's a couple rules that uh, we're going to be doing in order for you guys to get your hands on these. And again, we're going to be very strict on these rules because we want to make sure that we are giving them to people that are listening to yeah. our show and that will be supporting us uh, through and through. Uh, this is our special thanks to you guys for listening to us and supporting us and spreading the word. Um, Nick, hold the, uh, go ahead and, you know, show off the, 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 
uh, why can't I think of the words? The comic books. Yes. As I talk about how exactly you can get your hands on this. Yes, please. (laughs) Uh, How you guys can get your hands on these issues. So, number one, you guys have to be following us on Instagram and Twitter at Keeping Up With The Nerds. If you guys are not familiar, not sure exactly how you guys can get on that, uh, you guys can follow us. If you guys are not following us on our Instagram, Go ahead and follow us. There is a link tree to all our links on there, our Facebook, our Twitter, our Instagram. You guys only need to be following us on our Instagram and Twitter uh, for that entry. Then subscribe to our YouTube channel at Keeping Up With The Nerds. Subscribe to that. And on either one of the two videos that have been released, the podcast version of this or the video where Renee and Nick talk about uh, the analysis of Gotham, if on one of those two videos you guys leave a comment with the word Batman on there and then some stuff of as well, like, you know, what you guys liked about the Batman movie and stuff, uh, that is your first entry into this contest again i'm going to repeat that just to make sure that you guys all understand what's going on follow us on instagram and twitter at keeping up with the nerds then subscribe to our youtube and make sure you guys leave a comment on either the podcast video or the video that talks about gotham and its analysis featuring nick and renee the comment does need to say batman on there and then maybe some extra add-ons about what you guys liked about the movie or maybe your takes on the video exactly what you guys liked about what we talked about i will that is- i will accept two extra if you put Spider-Man sucks. No, that is not that is not part of the rule. That does count. That is not yes. part of the rule. How yes. can you get two extra entries, you say? <laughs> well, let me tell you. Two extra entries to this competition, this little giveaway that we're doing. Uh, you guys have to share one of two things. Either video that does come out featuring Nick and Renee or Nick and I talking about the Batman tagging us on the socials as well so if you guys want to share us on ig go for it on twitter again go for it but make sure you guys tag us in those videos for that entry okay to count that is one way of doing so the other way the extra entry so you guys have a max of three share the podcast issue 88 and again tag us on instagram or twitter whatever site you guys share it on that is going to be a second extra entry so for a total of three entries you have three different chances to win this giveaway does that All make right. sense? Yes. I Absolutely. was totally paying attention to what you were saying. Yeah, I know. You guys did an excellent job <laughs> showcasing all that. I can't wait because you were paying attention to that camera for you to play that back. <laughs> if you guys want, again, more confirmation exactly how the giveaway is going to work, everything will be in the description of issue 88 here. Uh, you guys can go ahead and uh, you know read that as well to make sure that everything is all good. I wish you guys all the luck on getting these two extra issues because they are pretty Damn good looking issues. We will announce it next week. Uh, I want to give it a little more time just to give some people some time because okay. yeah, we do have a couple listeners that kind of take like a week or so to listen. Okay. So we'll do it like mid March, if anything. Mid, uh, mid this say, month. I'll say like probably mid March, uh, probably end March. Keep okay. an eye on our IG uh, yeah. for up to date information okay. on when that giveaway is going to be you know announced. Okay, so again, just it's make sure you guys March. do all that. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's going to be late March. Please, just yeah. as long as you're in b- before the end of March, you should be good. Yeah. Yes. We'll, we'll let you guys know. But again, you guys yeah. have to follow us on our IG and Twitter for all that up to date information because this is important. We want to make sure that everyone who listens and wants a shot at this has a rare shot. So, yes. all right, guys. Uh, and we will mail it out to you. Yes. Don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah. Let's oh, a couple other things. Uh, follow us on uh, keeping up with the nerds.com, our website that we've been advertising mm-hmm. for the longest time. We've already had it for almost a year at this point. Okay. I'm talking, Nicholas. What? Stop playing with your toys. You can play later, okay? But it's the Batmobile. I get it. I know. It's a beautiful Felt Batmobile. <laughs> Keeping it with the nerds.com. We have two articles yes. up and going. Really quick, before you continue, can you say, I got you? No. Please? No. Please? Tell Renee to say it. Renee, can I say it? Can you say it? Oh, 
I got you. I got you. <laughs> Thank you. No from <laughs> uh, keep it up with nerds.com. <laughs> there are two written articles talking about the before the Batman novelization featuring Renee, Renee Nick and I's uh, review of the book, as well as a written review, spoiler free of the movie uh, that have both come out over the last couple of weeks. Now, fair warning. This issue is all about the Batman. All of it. Yes. Every single minute. And we are going to spoil the heck out of it. All of it. Every single spoil ounce of it. Rotten. This is the issue you guys want to avoid and then come back to once you have watched this movie because we will pa- be spoiling this. Yeah, you want to pause it, go to the movie theater, mm-hmm. get some popcorn, go watch it. Get some M&Ms, come. put that in your popcorn, put a little salt and butter on it. That was a genius move that you did. That <laughs> <laughs> was pretty good. Why is everyone so shocked when I do that? Because uh, I, I've done it. I, I, I used to do that when I was a kid. I, I just haven't done it in a while. So I, I've been doing the jalapeno thing for like yeah, years. Yeah, that's now. still pretty good. That threw me off though when you gave me the little box of popcorn <laughs> and you had jalapenos in it. So I'm like... I'm like, I'm like, oh, there's jalapenos in here. I'm like, okay, no problem. So we've given you guys another minute of warning. Yeah. Spoilers. It's going to happen. I'm giving you another five seconds of spoilers, okay? There's a spoiler. Spoiler warnings. We're going to spoil everything about the Batman. And let's start. What did you guys think about the movie? Dude, it was dope. It was awesome. <laughs> I honestly okay. loved it. So hold on. It's just so that we were, we're at least moderately orderly. <laughs> Moderately orderly about this movie. Uh-huh. I feel that we should kind of break down our favorite moments of the movie. I mean, it's a three or hour just, movie. Yeah, or it's a three hour picture. We can each go by and just say our favorite or memorable right. moments. What, what, Brian, what is your most memorable moment of this it's movie? It's standing right next to me over here. That's the Batmobile. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Dude, this Batmobile is sexy. This, it this, is, this is Batmobile sexy. is just beautiful i'll say this i am very satisfied with the fact that we only got to see it for like maybe five to ten minutes of the movie Mm, it wasn't showcased a lot it was under covers um yeah i did i actually really did like that because it it was it was like a tease it was like nice little tease of like Mm -hmm. oh don't worry when when you need the batmobile it'll be there it's there Mm -hmm. right and aesthetically i'm all about the aesthetics of the batmobile Mm -hmm. right for me you guys already know i don't like the tumbler and that's yeah. not just because I just don't like Christopher Nolan's interpretation. <laughs> it's not of the because Batman. I'm Nolan. It's not partially. I just don't like the tumbler. You know, it's it too just, bulky. It's too bulky. It just doesn't feel like a Batmobile. It just it's, feels like a it's tank. Too, it's too circular. It's mm-hmm. it's a tank. It's not a Batmobile. You know, and this is very year like early years Batman. Mm-hmm. It's it's a torn down muscle car. It's got the jet engine in the back. It's it's heavily sleek. modified. Yeah. Heavily it modified. just looks like. Like a, yeah, it looks like a young adult's car. I can't wait when someone actually builds that. I want to see it. Like like an actual car person. Just oh, I can imagine it. someone's probably already working on it. Mm-hmm. I, I want the Warner Brothers Studios tour to have this featured yeah. somewhere because oh, I did see the yeah. Tumblr on there. I think by next, by the either end probably of this ne- year or next year, they'll this car. Next year. They know what they're doing. Yeah. If Hot Wheels has an RC version of this yes. and they're making and Lego is releasing all of this stuff, mm-hmm. they know what they're doing. Yes, mm-hmm. this is a very sexy looking Batmobile. I, I just love the Lego version of it because it actually does have the lights. Oh, showcase it for our vision for our. Give me little lights. Then you got a little engine. Yeah, engine lights. And then when you drive it, yeah. yeah the then it, moves. And then it has like little pistons. Mm-hmm. Dude, there was a lot of detail that went into this car. It's mm-hmm. so great. And the scene that it was shot in, that was one of the first scenes I cried on. 
because it was mm-hmm. so it shot so well. Mm-hmm. It was so great. And I, the audio, I can't wait to take Andy to go see this. I want to see it again. First of all, mm-hmm. I do. But um, I seeing can't it, wait to see it a third time. <laughs> <laughs> but in IMAX with the sound design and everything, I just felt like I was in there the yeah. whole time. It was so beautifully shot. My, my buddy was pleasantly surprised because when the Batmobile came on, the entire built like the entire room shook. Like it was fine. Everything was like people are yelling, everything mm-hmm. else. And then like the engine turns on of the Batmobile and just goes. Mm-hmm. And like you can you can just feel your chair. It's, it's a character. Yeah. It's it's its own character. I mean, we do have a video up on our YouTube channel where we talk about or where both of you guys talk about uh, the analysis of Gotham and how mm-hmm. itself it itself is basically its own character. Yeah. The Batmobile kind of acts that way as like a sidekick to Batman. Mm-hmm. It like shows up and it has that personality of like, you see me? you're screwed mm-hmm. and you see that with I, the penguin i love seeing it not only that but also i love seeing the fact that i got it got it was hit mm-hmm. like car other cars hit it and this car had no damage yeah like this car was just going through stuff mm-hmm. yeah you, like, you could tell it was heavily reinforced and stuff even yeah. the, the the windows were bulletproof or you know somewhat some, on. some form of like a bulletproof window mm-hmm. and everything else i just love the idea of like this thing even though it looks like a muscle car and it feels like a muscle car, yeah, things a dang tank mm-hmm. going just revving it's down a the sleek street. Sleek tank. Ugh, Can God. you stop fingering my Batmobile? Stop! Like, <laughs> I just see you like he was. Ugh. No, no lie, man. You oh, were, yeah. you were like this. <laughs> so good. You were like I was I'm like so Jesus like, Christ. It's, I just I, I do you and the Batmobile need a room? Jesus. No. I'll be fine. You had a question. You question. You you hesitated. <laughs> you hesitated. You, hesitated. No, you know too. what? I do you were like maybe. So have you guys? I've shown you guys a photo of the of the wall of Batmobiles that I have at home. I yes. think so. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't wait until Hot Wheels does mm-hmm. this because I also collect all the like the diecast movie aesthetic looking yes. ones from Hot Wheels. So mm-hmm. I have like the Miami Vice Ferrari. Mm-hmm. I have Kit Kit in Pursuit mode. I have all the bat. Oh, I have most of the Batmobiles. I'm missing, I'm missing like two of them. I can't wait for this one. So the, the only the, the only thing for the Lego one is I wish it did have more lights. Mm-hmm. To it for like the like the like the back. You can just add them. So I, you can add them. Yeah, I, mean, I, I kind of wish it you know, out of the box and had it. But I mean, that's besides the point. Nick, what's I your favorite part it. of the movie? I would have to say it would be the interrogation scene. Uh, the Riddler. Uh, what was it with uh, Edward Nashton mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Batman? Inside oh, when they finally meet. When they meet in Arkham Asylum, mm-hmm. I feel like that is my favorite moment mm-hmm. because just him chanting. Bruce Wayne's name. Oh, that was such a and good over. And that moment where it's just like so tense mm-hmm. because when I went to go see it again, I, I thought like that, mo- that scene isn't going to hold as much like gravity because mm-hmm. I know it still has high tension to it because mm-hmm. you are, because Edward, it, by this point, Edward is uh, already been, ki- he's already been, you know, captured. He's already uh, kind of murdered about five, 10 people. How many people was he murdered at that point? A handful. Mm-hmm. At least like six. Yeah. At least six to seven. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, he's already murdered a bunch of people. Got Batman thinks that he knows who... Uh, did you break it? No, I'm just okay. looking at it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, Batman thinks that Ed, that uh, Riddler knows who the Batman is. Yeah. Because he, he has this... Because he's noticing on the wall, he's mm-hmm. seeing like, unmask the Batman. Yeah. I know who you really are and everything else. And... I just think it's such a tense scene of, hey, Riddler is going to out me. 
Yeah. And I'm going to be his final victim and I'm not going to be able to be the Batman anymore. We talked about this on the car on the ride home, Mm -hmm. uh, Renee and I, and it was funny because that entire, like there's certain moments in cinema where when you watch it in theaters, the theater is just like quiet because you know, it's selling you on a certain scene. Mm -hmm. And that was one of those scenes. Yeah. But credit has to go to, you know, Reeves for directing the sequence of events that led up to that. Because at every point of the movie, Batman was on those riddles, like left and right, mm-hmm. just picking them. Mm-hmm. So when he figured out, oh, the last person that he's going after is me, mm-hmm. you were sold on that fact. Yeah. Yes. So when that interrogation scene happened mm-hmm. and he's chanting Bruce Wayne, your initial thought was like, oh, shoot, like he's figured it out. Mm-hmm. No, like how is he going to get out of this yeah, and stuff? Yeah. And then it sold that he didn't know. Yeah, he, he goes, just, Bruce Wayne, he's the one we didn't get. Yeah, and he's the only one we didn't get. And I was like, breathing oh. a sigh of relief <laughs> with yeah, Batman. Yeah. It's, everyone, so, it's it, such like, a great scene. Everyone in the theater that we were in, we were just, everyone was like, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you know what? You know what I have to, I, 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 love, I love the fact that we went to that fan event just because I felt like everybody there was a Batman fan. Yes. Yeah. Like they were the ones that were like, oh, I need to watch this movie first. Yeah. Like, I need to watch it three days yeah. early. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, I feel so blessed that we were able to do that. Thank you again for getting yeah, those. For I, us. Uh, no problem. But I thought <laughs> the the one of the most interesting things I thought because I was talking about it with my brother later on mm-hmm. was that Edward Nigma multiple times told and gave them clues to who he was mm-hmm. because in the very beginning you see the pictures that he took of the mayor and mm-hmm. the uh, what was it and the woman. Mm-hmm. Sorry, no, I'm checking on this. Oh, I was going to check it for you. Oh, keep no, going, no. keep going. So you have the, I was about to say, I was like, did I miss something? What happened? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Is the building on fire? Batman, he's Batman, there. Batman, he's here. He's in the darkness. I see the bat signal. <laughs> yeah. No, but, but, no, but, but it's so interesting that like, uh, what was it? You see the mayor's, um, you see the mayor's like pictures with the woman yeah. and everything else. And they, they were asking all the right questions, but they weren't asking the biggest question of where were the photos taken? Mm-hmm. And if they would have answered where the photos were taken, they would have found Riddler. The answer's right in front of you. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Because he took them right outside his window. Mm-hmm. That's how he knew everything that was going on in the Iceberg Lounge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They just they kept on asking, oh, well, he knows this, he knows this, and they just figured he kind of like scoped it out. Mm-hmm. But the only reason why Edward understood how it worked out was because he lived across the street. Yeah, he was seeing all of the people go in and out of Iceberg Lounge. Yeah, Honestly. because he lived across the street. Yeah, he was able to at physically see them all. Yeah. Yeah, and it's so interesting that if he would have just been, oh, okay, cool. Like, <laughs> how, where did the po- photos get taken? <laughs> then that's it. Uh, in the mayoral in the mayor oil c- mm-hmm. campaign uh, scene, if you look at it, Edward Nigma's in the background, mm-hmm. he's in the side corner of yep. it, and you can see uh, Edward singing in the choir. Mm-hmm. There's that's why I'm saying there's so many little tiny like clues mm-hmm. that Edward is giving where it's like my name, like this is my name. Mm-hmm. I also loved the Patrick Parker, the fact that he had two different um, what was it IDs because mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Patrick Parker is mm-hmm. a known alias mm-hmm. of the Riddler. Mm-hmm. Like from like way back, mm-hmm. so like that was like a nice little like Easter egg that they put. Nod, yeah. yeah, it was a nice little nod. Mm-hmm. So, I in general, I just really like the Riddler. The Riddler <laughs> was a dope villain. Renee, what was your favorite part? I think for me, it's hard to just pick one, but I do. If anything, if there was one thing that I liked was that that struck me was when Riddler reveals that after he's in Arkham. He has the his full on master plan at the end when it's revealed that he's built a following and he has oh. his little his little basically his cult 
Did you, you, did you see me point it out at the movie theater? Uh, yeah, I saw you, and I was reading the, like, com- not the comment, but, like, the comments of during, like, the live stream when you're watching it and stuff, and it's, like, they're hinting at that, and they bought masks and stuff, and, like, you know. Yeah, because I- You guys I, were paying attention to that? I was yeah. trying to pay attention to the username and see if I can uh-uh. pick up some Easter eggs on no, there. No, I was, I was reading, reading the comments. The, I was reading the comments mm-hmm. because the first thing I saw, because I saw, I didn't look at the, I did the old magician's trick. Mm-hmm. Don't look at the middle, look at the sides. Yes. Look at what they're not trying to show you. Mm-hmm. So when my buddy was watching, so when I was sitting next to my buddy and mm-hmm. my brother's boyfriend, mm-hmm. um, as soon as I started reading the comments, the first thing I said was, he built an army. Mm-hmm. And then my, like they both turned to me and go, what? Mm-hmm. And I go, and that's what I pointed mm-hmm. at the comments. And they were like, oh no. <laughs> well, that's it. Well, that's what, that's what I really enjoyed because you always see, in past Batman movies, like, you know, how did, you know, how do these villains obtain goons? You know, how do they get yeah. followers and stuff? They basically revealed like, yeah, he live streamed at a dark web on a secret website. Could not have been the, had to be one of the funniest things. Because <laughs> he literally did what we do every single day. Hey guys, thanks for the support. That it was really the best the, way he opened a, a video. Because I was just like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, this man. In, the, like, in the era of podcasting yeah. and live streaming, he... That was hilarious. Mm-hmm. But I also love the idea that Edward found a home. Yeah. Because in the book, it says that Edward never had friends. Nope. He never, and and it's such an interesting moment. He's always of, a loner. He was always a loner, mm-hmm. and he finally found a community that was that loved him and was like fully behind him. Well, that's the beauties of the internet. That's yeah, and that's the beauty of the internet is that no matter who you are, you'll always find somebody that has like-minded mm-hmm. views. Uh, same thing with the... I thought that was really cool, too, mm-hmm. was inside of the inside of the interrogation scene, mm-hmm. the scene uh, where Batman calls him, like, you're disgusting, you're mm-hmm. weird, you're... You mm-hmm. know, and that is something that people have called him his entire life mm-hmm. and he's always hated it. And I love the idea of as soon as he starts insulting mm-hmm. him and calling him like, and calling him these names, that's when Riddler starts freaking out and going like, no, 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 no. That's not how this was supposed to go. And to jump off of that, I loved at the end where, where, you know, how Riddler's so co- overconfident with himself. He knows that, you know, I've, I've, I've won. I'm outsmarted Batman. And then at the end of the movie where he's listening to the news, how Batman stopped everything and he saved, saved Gotham city and you see him crying and freaking out. Cause I'm like, that's how the Riddler is. Well, well not only that, but mm-hmm. also the news is turned. Mm-hmm. We're no longer talking about, about the Riddler. Riddler yeah. We're talking about Batman mm-hmm. and how he saved people. So it's not about mm-hmm. how the Riddler has destroyed all mm-hmm. of these things. It's about how Batman has yeah. saved people. So he, was able to read. He was able to mm-hmm. change the dialogue of the news, and he's just in his cell screaming and whining and stuff. Yeah. And to add to yeah. your point, it's interesting that uh, Peter Craig and Matt Reeves writing, you know, these characters, mm-hmm. oh. they made Batman a one-noted character, mm-hmm. whereas they made the Riddler a two-note character. And I really like that because it's usually the other way around. Like if we think of okay, the most recent Batman movies, and I'm not talking about it because it's Christopher Nolan, but Batman Begins, right? Yeah. When we think about Batman fighting. Scarecrow, for example, yeah. right? We don't really get two sides of the Scarecrow. We only get one, we, right? We just sh- we we're just shown that he's there. He's there, right? And, and then he's with terrorizing Gotham, exactly. With Batman, we get the playboy philanthropist Batman mm-hmm. or Bruce Wayne, and mm-hmm. then we get the crime fighting vigilante Batman, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. In this movie, I feel like Craig and Reeves both wrote Batman with the intention of we are going to give him the young. You know, the the Batman that does not know how to separate himself. Mm. He only has one identity. He doesn't know how to be Bruce Wayne. He only knows how to be Batman. But with the Riddler, it's a two note villain Mm -hmm. where you have Edward, 
essentially like manifesting his, you know, the creation of himself, of who he wants to be, how he wants to be perceived. His true identity. His true identity, right? Mm -hmm. At the expense of his own freedom because he wants to send that message. And just when you think that his plans are foiled, there's more to it. It's a twist on it. It just Mm -hmm. doesn't end with him being captured. We mentioned this also in issue 87. We also didn't want the villain to die because it's like we're getting tired of that. Really getting tired of that. We didn't get that, which is great. The two things that I loved was the fact that Batman's identity was kept. And the villain didn't die. Yeah. yeah. So now we can build a rogues gallery. Mm-hmm. I love it. It, it was yes. a good. It was a good direction to head into because we were satisfied with the ending that we got in the movie, mm-hmm. and we were also satisfied with the fact that the villains could be potential figures in upcoming sequels. And Warner Brother does greenlight whatever sequels. And that's the one thing that, other than with the exception of No Way Home, that's what superhero movies haven't done lately is have all of our villains come back in a single movie. Mm-hmm. You know, with exception again with No Way Home. That's well, thing. I mean, even in No Way Home, all those villains were dead. Mm-hmm. That's they true. just they just happened to use. <laughs> They're from different different timelines in the, the, timeline. in the multiverse. Yeah, yeah and, they, and, they were, yeah. and they were able to bring them back to life. But mm-hmm. in all in in all reality, all mm-hmm. those heroes, all those villains were dead. Yeah. Um, but I do I I really like that. I love the idea that uh, Joker, because uh, that's who was in that scene yeah. was the Joker. Yes. Uh, to then have him kind of like building a kinship with Edward mm-hmm. and kind of like, you know, them starting to build that, like that stuff mm-hmm. that, that, you know, that community of the rogues gallery. I'm, I'm most interested to see that, that scene though. I do want to see the Joker and Batman's inner uh, interview because mm-hmm. I think that would be Did sick. they shoot that scene? They did. They did a shoot scene, but it's the scene was scene. cut. Yeah. It's, it's in the movie. They, like, did, a movie. The, they did, yeah. That is the it thing that I really like about this movie is that you can tell there was more to it. Like there's mm-hmm. certain pieces and it's not because all oh, the director felt like these essential, these were like part of it and to shorten it for like the, the distributor, the they like shortened it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can tell that Reeves has extra parts that they're probably going to include in the DVD release mm-hmm. of this movie. Dude, if there's a director's cut that's five hours long, I'm in. I'm, I, don't I don't think care. Reeves would be making a five hour that. cut movie. I think if maybe Dude, anything, they'll just Dude. add another like half hour to like 45 minutes. Reeves cut. Reeves cut. Reeves cut. Reeves cut. Reeves cut. You really Dude. think that Warner Brothers won't do it? Oh, yeah, dude. They'll, they'll do it do with it. the success I, of Slider. I, mm-hmm. I want a Reeves cut. I want a black and white cut. It's I want a, I want a Reeves black and white cut. A black and white <laughs> version of this movie would, would be, be sick. So cool. It would be because honestly, the color, the, it's not the colors aren't don't really pop all mm. that much. But because of like the new art, like I would love to mm-hmm. see that raining scene. Oh, in black and white. Yeah. Like or that chase scene, scene. That scene. It would. Honestly, it, you know what it would look like? Mm-hmm. It, it would look like Sin City. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. would just, it would just look like Why Sin City. Did, I, I should have said Sin City first. I was like, dang it. I had it in the back of my head, too. <laughs> I, I was like, dang it, dude. I could have said that. It, it would have looked like Sin, just Sin City. Like, Sin City. <laughs> I was like, no, I don't want to say it because that's going to make fun of me. And then he says, like, look what you did. <laughs> I made him question himself. <laughs> You have good ideas sometimes, Brian. Sometimes. <laughs> it's 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 very interesting to see this the direction that this movie took. It, it was satisfying mm-hmm. to kind of see everything that we asked for in a Batman movie to yeah, be right. in this Batman movie. Um, our initial first impressions of this is that we both we all loved it. All three of us loved it. Yes. No, I thoroughly loved it. I was still at awe. I was like still coming on like coming down from a high watching the movie, honestly. Mm-hmm. But this is honestly my favorite Batman movie, my favorite DC movie. Of all time, right now. I mean, there's not much competition when it comes to other DC movies. The other no, DC yeah, movies, there is. I mean, I mean, I mean you, I got feel, the, you got the 
The Nolan movies, but you know, yeah, the Nolan movies. <laughs> no, but I mean, like you, you do have the Nolan, you have the Nolan saga, and then you, I mean, you have like movies like Wonder Woman. Yeah, Wonder Woman, Wonder the first was, one. Wonder Woman's pretty sick. But sure that's, so that's the thing that I'm looking at in terms of this movie is that like when I think of other DC movies and franchises, mm-hmm. those were kind of taken as like popcorn fun movies. Oh, absolutely. this is yeah, like that's the thing is I can't compare it's a popcorn fun movie. Like there's some, there's a light tone to this. There's some. Certain no no there's certain <laughs> scenes I, that have light tones to it. I did not realize that I was panicking. You know that moment where you're oh, just what like scene? no, just in general through oh. the entire like the like the, the tension was so high on that movie. Well, I loved that how I'm just yeah. like <laughs> I loved how in and the then I, I reached down and went. <laughs> <laughs> you just shoving yeah. popcorn in your mouth, you know. But what I loved was that you get the vibe of the film, in the, like the first. I guess ten minutes when you're following the mayor in uh, his apartment or in his house, dude. I wouldn't say the first ten minutes. That's like the first like two, like is it, is thirty it, seconds of that movie. And then just like Riddler is just right behind him after he moves. I didn't even stuff. notice that he was there, dude. No, that I was like, this I, I was noticed so cool. I saw I when like, that scene was happening. He turns off the TV or he like puts it on mute to answer the phone. That's yeah. when I noticed him. And I'm like, oh, that's sick. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, let's let's talk about this. You know, speaking about how this kind of progressed, and let's talk about the story progression of this yeah. movie, yeah. Uh, because it is a two hour and 55 minute movie. 56. Mm. 50, you keep correcting <laughs> me. I say 52, you see 55. I say 55, you say 56. No, he was I, saying 56. The whole oh, has I it keep, been? I yeah. keep saying 256. Two, 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 two hour and 56 movie. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, two I'm, hour, 56 minute movie. Check your facts. Trying to keep you factual. <laughs> just trying to keep you factual, man. It's a long, Hold long on. movie. Four minutes is a long, is a, is a lot of time. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. It is a long, long movie, right? So it is, there's a lot of different things that I feel like Matt Reeves and Peter Craig could have fit into this movie and they did so successfully. It's really great because for me, at least if you read the prequel novelization, you were rewarded pretty well watching basically. This movie. Yeah. Yeah. So at the beginning of the movie, we kind of get the last line of the book retold at the beginning. Yes. Right. Which I told, I told a buddy of mine about that. And he was just like, are you serious? And I go, yeah, yeah. Literally, that's the, that's yeah. the last line of the book is the first does, line of this movie. You know? And I think I, I, I put it in my review where it's, it does it in, in the review for the, the novel where you really don't need to watch it. But like you said, I mean, you nice. don't, I mean, to read it, you don't really need to read the book to watch the movie. But like you said, it is a nice reward. It's a reward. Yeah. yeah it's basically a reward. It doesn't feel like, you, you know, did the extra like, work, like how Star Wars does it, where it's yeah. like there is hevel there's heavily references on certain things. Mm-hmm. And if you read the book or, re- or watched Clone Wars, you would understand. The, the other thing yeah. that I thought was really interesting from the book, because people kept on saying, oh, how does he how did he figure out mm-hmm. what was happening in the renewal fund? I remembered he went to school to be a forensic accountant. Yeah. I kept on like as soon mm-hmm. as I like as soon as they were going like yeah. how did he figure it out? I went he's a forensic accountant. Yeah. That was like towards the end of the book, yeah. I, it was he was doing puzzles. Yeah, like he's doing puzzles and he was a forensic accountant. Yeah. So I was like, "Oh my god, that makes that, sense." Right? He was, went through the books. As soon like, as he as soon as he mentioned the renewal and then you see like oh, I was like, "Oh, that's right. He was part of that." And I was like, oh, he was doing Yeah, he went through the books. Mm-hmm. He helped go through the books of the renewal fund. So obviously he would know and that's when he found out the truth. And that's how he figured out that where the money was going. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that was really sick. Uh, it, it really did lead a lot to it. I mean, they mentioned the fact that he's a forensic accountant. Yeah. In, in the, yeah, but that it's a slight passing. It's not like, well, that's the thing. Yeah. It's we supposed a, to, it's it supposed said, to just to explain yeah, how, he, how he figured it out. Yeah. Because yeah. in the book, I mean, in the, in the movie, they just say we have, 
we didn't get anything on the Patrick Parker, but we did get a uh, mm-hmm. a hit on um, Edward Nashton. Mm-hmm. He's a forensic accountant. Mm-hmm. And that was, and that's kind of like, that was supposed to be like, Oh, that's how we do. Yeah. He's a forensic forensic crown. And then just kind of like move on. So the interesting about this movie is in terms of story, we start off with a year two Batman. It's it's stated in the beginning that this is a Batman that has donned the cowl for two years and that he is basically trying to bring justice to Mm -hmm. Gotham through vengeance. And we have the, Shocking scene of where he beats up one of those it guys does, at the it, beginning of the movie. Mind you, it does open with him narrating. Yes. It's never happened in a Batman movie. No. They have an inner monologue. Yeah, and have an inner monologue like in a comic book. But That's it does like set it. up the kind of character and Batman that we're getting in this movie mm-hmm. because, and this is what I loved about it, you have this Batman that hides in the shadows and is essentially the boogeyman of criminals. That when they look into the shadows, they fear that someone's there. Mm-hmm. That they can't be doing I anything. I love that. Yes. That was a real cool scene. I like I like <laughs> thinking of, uh, of Batman as uh, the Baba Yaga. Yeah, yeah. I, lo- I love just thinking of him as the boogeyman, mm-hmm. the, bo- <laughs> the boogeyman of criminals, and like you know, you see the spray can just fly, and they're just staring at the dark, and like, they're like, uh, is he yeah, there? I'm not doing this. Like, is he, is he there? Like, like, <laughs> like, like, if I go through that darkness, am I gonna get my butt kicked? <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends am what I, you did. Am I, is, my, like, is he gonna break my jaw? <laughs> So that's the initial setup of the movie. And then uh, throughout the whole process of this movie, we, I, I, which is a real, and really enjoyed this, you get to play along with the mystery. Yes. Yeah, I get that Batman kind of like figures out the puzzles like mm-hmm. then and there super quickly. Yeah. But throughout the whole movie, you don't really see Bruce Wayne. This isn't a Bruce Wayne movie. This no. is a Batman, Batman. movie. Mm-hmm. 80% of the time, maybe what, 20, I would say 10% of it is Bruce Wayne. Yeah. The other 10% is Bruce Wayne and Alfred. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Dude, like, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even say ten percent. Like five percent. Well, it's Alfred's such like five percent. Yeah. Dude, like big. Odyssey. Andy Serkis is a great get mm-hmm. as Alfred. He does a great job of giving that like that fatherly. I'm still figure. Jeremy Irons. I still like Jeremy, Jeremy Irons. Irons. Is dope, but Jeremy Irons, I feel like, has more sarcasm. That's and that's what I like about his Alfred. He's very sarcastic, which I love. I love this Alfred because he's. He's more caring. He's more loving. Yes. Towards Bruce. But I also feel that the sarcasm comes with the faith that he will come back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When once he becomes more established. Yeah. That he's more and he's less worried that Batman can't handle Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Then the sarcasm and the snark kind of starts coming in. (laughs) I hope so. By the second movie. Yeah. Because because honestly, Andy Serkis can throw a lot of snark. He he he, he plays. He plays a lot of characters. He played throw, he played the claw snark. really well with that you know from Black Panther. Yeah. You know he was oh, a great villain. Right. Yeah. He was yeah, a great dude, villain. Like he, play, he I plays. I made it rain. He's all like yeah, he plays great snark. He he has great sense of humor and sarcasm, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. love it. Uh, honestly, you know who I I thought was uh, kind of a showstopper was Jim Gordon. Jim yeah. Gordon. Oh, that's Jeffrey, Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright's Jim Gordon was awesome. I. Here's the thing, though. You always kind of you like in every single one, except for like the Joel Schumacher and the Tim Burton movies, mm-hmm. uh, everything from Nolan to now, mm-hmm. you have that intimate relation, not intimate, but I mean, you have that in-depth relationship with Gordon and yeah. Batman, mm-hmm. where Gordon is uh, because he doesn't have a Robin. He is yeah. his one partner mm-hmm. in uh, in this crime fighting business. Sir. <laughs> sir. Sir. Hey, sir. Keep going, keep going. OK, so anyway, you know that. Jim Gordon is there, even though I love Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman's Gary, Batman. He's I mean, such a great actor. He's such a great actor. He's, he's such in, a great. He's in most of my like life of watching movies. He was Dracula. Uh, yeah. He was um, Borg. 
Borg? Was it Borg from yeah. Fifth Element? Oh, uh, Zorg. Zorg. Zorg, yes. He's yeah. Zorg. He's also inside of, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Air Force One. <laughs> yeah. Get off my plane. Get off my plane. <laughs> Anyway, um, but Gary Oldman is an amazing actor and he's, and he's a really good James Gordon. Yes. But I never felt that James Gordon and Batman were partners as much as in this. Yeah. Like the scene where Beautiful. Batman is at the very end inside mm-hmm. of Gotham Square where Batman's getting shot at mm-hmm. and he's trying to fight off like 10 people at yeah. once and he's getting shot. Like mm-hmm. he's just getting like blasted mm-hmm. and everything else. And I love the I love the idea of Jim Gordon seeing his partner in danger mm-hmm. the man he which he like he's been like my ride or die this yeah. entire time this whole week because mm-hmm. it, it, it yeah. takes place over a week yeah the the overall movie thinking like this whole week this guy has been near me this guy has been right next to me mm-hmm. and we've been trying to solve this and i gotta go help him mm-hmm. and just going like how do i get up there mm-hmm. like i kind of don't care about what's going on mm-hmm. down here i need to get up there because mm-hmm. I need to back him up, and it's so great. I love it. I and, love the scene when they're talking in the in the police. Uh, <laughs> and they're the police themselves. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Him, him, and Gordon. Where they're just like they're like, just give us a minute, and they're talking. They're like, so what Yo, do you think we should do? He's like, <laughs> his face. He's like looking. And, oh yeah, he has but that, I love it though. It's not. It's it's it. No, I know goes, it's. What, I, what does he say? He goes because he's like, oh, you're like just like one of them, and he goes. We gotta get you out of here. <laughs> yeah, we gotta get you out of here. Why don't you punch me in the face? <laughs> you know, and I love it because Jeffrey Wright's doing those facial things where he's like acting like he's getting mad, but he's trying to like actually talk, talk to, to him. him. I, I also love afterwards where he's just like, "You could have held back on the punch." And he goes, "I did. I did." <laughs> That's another thing. So I loved the one thing I always critique when it comes to a Batman movie is how does Batman fight? And in brutal. the Nolan ones, he fights very slow. He's very broody you know he's using his arms he's not moving fast it's still a cinematic fight like those fight sequences last like they're meant to be on screen for Mm -hmm. like maybe two to three minutes so Mm -hmm. you can enjoy the fight scene yeah I get what you mean. Yeah, but don't, in the bat, ba- in the don't get me Batman, wrong though. Yeah. It, it feels like they have a lot more technique inside of mm-hmm. Nolan. Okay, so for the for the so moving on from that, the BVS one, the warehouse scene, that was my favorite fight scene, if anything, because I loved how he Ben Affleck twirled around or the stunt double tw- twirled around, jumped around, and stuff like that. That was not bad. Affleck. Yeah, that wasn't <laughs> bad Affleck. <laughs> was, <it> was <laughs> to be not, accurate, that wasn't. It was <laughs> like, not Affleck. Yeah. All right, it was not. That's him. an Arkham style fight scene. It was. That's what I loved. But, but here's the thing, though that. The reason why that's really cool is mm-hmm. because one, yes, it's very Arkham-esque where Batman is using his gadgets. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, throwing stuff on the ground. Yeah. He's, he's grappling hook mm-hmm. peopling people around like he's taking people out of the mm-hmm. fight. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. And But also you have to, that's also year 30 of Batman. <laughs> yeah, he's, been, he's been Batman. He's that's, a seasoned Batman. That's yeah. a, that's a very seasoned Batman. Yeah. Like I've been Batman for the last past mm-hmm. like 20, 25 years. Yeah. You know, he's he's older, mm-hmm. he's grizzled, you know, he's been doing this a while. Mm-hmm. So it totally makes sense that he has more gadgets, he has mm-hmm. way more techniques. But for a Batman year two, mm-hmm. his fight style is great. So what about, what about his fight style? So what it's I loved about brutal. his fight style is that it is a mixture of the Nolan one, but he's moving faster. He knows it's, you could tell it's actually karate that he knows. It's one, two hits. Yeah, because you see him like in the in in the Iceberg Lounge when he comes up to that one guy in the alley or like in like the hallway, he just goes, do, do. And it's just like, he goes down on the ground. But you could tell, you could feel that he puts all of his might into the, those hits. The it's, sound effects really do a lot for mm-hmm. giving that like that that, like i like he just got hit Mm -hmm. it's interesting uh because i think i was telling you on the car ride home 
uh, Reeves is really great at showing you more by showing you less Mm -hmm. or saying more by showing you less. Mm -hmm. And you can tell that this Batman is just like, how can I take down these people as quickly as possible? You get that in the first sequence of events when he's fighting like those eight different guys Mm -hmm. in the little, you know, station, the little train station. It's, it's like just a quick minute fight scene, but he's taking down people left and right as quickly as possible. Uh, the, the alleyway scene in the iceberg lounge or the, the hallway scene where he just takes him out pretty quickly Uh with the cops, just about pushing him out of the way as he's running. He doesn't want to hurt them. Doesn't want to do anything. The other thing that really got me was when he's going out, after um uh the, the 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 other riddlers no not the other riddlers uh what's his name well, i can't think of his name the mob boss Balcony. Balcony. yeah so when he's going afterwards or, or going after him and he's going down or the elevator scene opens up and he's just kind of like hitting the corner before he <laughs> yeah. falls down it's aesthetically beautiful mm-hmm. okay and that's all credit to the cinematographer let me look him up real quick Which but, they actually they actually use the same scene in uh bbs yeah where he's in that where, old abandoned house he's yeah in the old abandoned house and he's like up on the roof and he's like very grinch like yeah. <laughs> but you don't need to see the entire fight sequence you already know yeah. what he's gonna do and yeah. he's pretty much taking down these goons literally two punches in the it's dark. it's yeah. raw and it's just unhinged. It's great. The other <laughs> like, thing about this Batman yeah. is that he's willing to just walk straight into gunfire. No yeah. fear. The, the, other, <laughs> the, the thing I really liked about the fact that he's not afraid to jump into gunfire is the fact that it kind of just seems like the, the armor that he has, mm-hmm. bullets just bounce right off. Yeah. Like, they, it can take one hell of he a can, Like he feels, he feels obviously the force, but he's just like... And just walking, yeah. You know, like, and he keeps on going. Yeah. And I love the idea of that because it makes it... I get... If I was a criminal mm-hmm. and I shot a dude mm-hmm. with a rifle <laughs> and he went like this and mm-hmm. then kept coming like mm-hmm. a Terminator, I, <laughs> like that's a Terminator. Like, <laughs> it went, I would be definitely pooping my yeah. pants. Like, I'd be like, oh, I chose wrong. I definitely chose wrong in my life. Like, I got it. Boom. <laughs> like the no, like the like the scene where the guy just is unloading rifle shots in yeah. his chest mm-hmm. and then eventually runs out of ammo and he's like, <laughs> Why? <laughs> uh, Greg Frazier is the uh, cinematographer. cinematographer. We'll yeah. talk more about the cinematography and music composition. And uh, you know, who did, in, who in did the bit. music? Uh, Michael Giancino. Yeah, Giancino. he did. Um, he did a lot he, of Pixar work. He did. Yes. Yeah, so look at what it. other stuff he's done because he's done cool. other projects. So and before we talk about this, I think because, he also did the yeah. Apes movies too. Yes. Yeah. So, so we'll talk about we'll talk about that in a bit. But mm-hmm. I do want to talk about because we were talking about the casting. Uh, Robert Battenson. Robert Battenson. The, the Battenson. How did what do we think about him? Oh. I, I love think, him. Okay, here was my only here was my only thing with oh, it no. is I noticed that for some reason Matt Reeves kept shooting him from his right. Mm. You know what I think it is? He has a he has like a chiseled part right here uh-huh. that doesn't match his other side. He kept shooting it from his yeah. right, but I thought it was weird because the way the mask was mm-hmm. It would make one eye smaller than the other, <laughs> so it really did look like Robert Pattinson has a lazy eye. Mm-hmm. He doesn't though, because like when you see him like straight on, mm-hmm. it's gone. Yeah. But every single time I would see Batman inside of this movie, I'd mm-hmm. be like, "Oh, that's Pattinson has a lazy eye." Like I kept on thinking about it. I was like, "I never noticed that Pattinson had a lazy eye. What the heck is this?" Yeah, because there's the scene where um, they arrest Edward. And Edward's looking at you, but he's actually looking at Batman through the window. And they do a great shot of Batman standing there looking at him. It's a great little steal. I want to I want to just have that picture. Yeah. And yeah, he's kind of like there. He's it's it's this 
right side specifically. It's always from the right. Focused, yeah, right there. I just, so I was yeah. like, oh, I, I, I'm, I, I'm not sure if Pattinson has a, has like, has like a. I, it's not even a lazy eye. I think he just has like a droopy eyelid. Oh, that could be it. Like I think he, I think one eyelid is just like mm-hmm. slightly lower than the other one. Yeah, it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. But I, I just thought it was like I, it just became like, why more. Why is there always one side of Batman? Yeah, yeah. I, I kept on wondering like why is he keep on doing that? That's then the I, cinematic side. Then I kept, <laughs> no, because then I started, I kept on looking at his eyes. Yeah, that side. He's Everyone's like, oh. got a one side. <laughs> but what did we think about his acting? Oh, I loved it. I loved it because this, it's he, he does a great Batman. He does a great Batman, but shows a different type of Bruce Wayne. Yes. And in, in terms of the Batman, mm-hmm. we were talked about this, mm-hmm. that he doesn't have the Batman voice yet, which well, is really he has great. A Batman voice. He has a Batman voice, but, but it's I'm a kinda, young Batman. Voice. It, it's it a young, He's well, still yeah. learning. Mm-hmm. Not, not only that, but also the thing I do like about this one is they do something in this one that is far different from the other ones where where it's a lot closer to the books and also towards animated series is mm-hmm. of Batman has a mission mm-hmm. and he will do anything for this mission even if it means dying that's the thing like he doesn't he never says it's all about the mission mm-hmm. or anything like that inside of the movie mm-hmm. because he does say that inside of like multiple comic books multiple mm-hmm. like animated series and stuff like that where he just goes like you know what the mission is mm-hmm. like he always tells dick yeah. that he always tells like the robins mm-hmm. and the bat and like pretty much the bat family mm-hmm. you can tell that if this Bruce had a Robin or like a member of the bat family. Mm-hmm. They would be all about the mission. Like the mission is to save Gotham. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And whatever that takes is whatever it takes, even mm-hmm. if it means we die. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's so interesting. It's such an interesting point of view of, cause Nolan's Batman was much more of like the, I'm going to save Gotham. Mm-hmm. But he was less likely to, I'm going to sacrifice my life doing it until you got to Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Where he was like, okay, if I have to kill myself, I have to kill myself. And then he didn't kill himself. And then he got a, you know, then he gave, you know, Selena Kyle beads. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. It's the pearls. Yeah, sure, gave him, sure, gave sure. Him his mom's pearls. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Anyways, Martha. Continue with your point. <laughs> so my my what my what was my point? Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to stop at beads. I, I stopped it. I stopped. You the beads delivered the punchline and then forgot your conversation. <laughs> I did. I did. No. Um, no. I'm gonna be so. What was I talking about? Yeah. Good job. Anyway, so no, Robert Pattinson. I think it just means that we just need to move on. Yeah, yeah. we just need to move on from that. Thanks, thanks, Nick. Okay. No, but Get here's here's my take on Robert Pattinson's idea of or how he kind of wanted to interpret this Batman. You can tell that I, I kind of want to assume that Reeves, when he told Robert Pattinson, like, OK, like, how are you going to interpret this character? You can tell that he only focused on being one, which is the Batman. Yeah. Because when you separated, you know, Batman and Bruce Wayne, he had to have those scenes with Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. There was no difference. He was still analyzing his surroundings. He was still trying to figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. The only moments and even still when you had those sentimental moments, you know, when he saw the mayor's kid basically be depressed because his dad died. Mm-hmm that connection was still made from the Batman into Bruce Wayne and he carried it on to, you know, further, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Batman progression. There was no separation, which is good because he doesn't know how to play act. You, he does not know how to play the, the, the rich boy. He doesn't, mm-hmm. which I'm fine with because my biggest issue is when you look at the different Batman that have existed over the years, mm-hmm. you always say, Oh yeah, no Christian Bale. He was my favorite Batman, but mm-hmm. as a Bruce Wayne, eh, not so much. Yeah. Oh, you know, 
uh, Michael Keane. He was a great Batman, but as a Bruce Wayne, no, 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 no. there's always a separation here. It's yes, Robert Pattinson is just a fantastically well done, well crafted Batman. Mm-hmm. That's gonna, it. Not gonna lie, I really like uh, Val Kilmer's Bruce. Yeah. Oh, his Val, Bruce. Oh, yeah. His Val, Bruce was actually pretty great. Yeah. The only Val, one that Val, I... Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer's Bruce and George Clooney's Bruce are probably my favorite. But see, you have to separate those yeah. two, and here we don't really. The only one that I could say that probably you don't really need to separate, and it's only because it's voice acting, is Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy just does a great voice for a Batman and does a great voice for a Bruce Wayne. Well, that's the thing. When when it comes to doing the Batman voice, it's more of just like straight talking, but just lowering your exactly. Tone. You know, with with Robert Pattinson, he did his normal voice, but just kind of like talk like this. He just became broody, no, and that's the, about it. No, no, no. Yeah. I what I was I was talking about it with a buddy of mine, and I thought that, and I think I caught it. It's He's he's emotionless as Batman. Mm-hmm. He puts absolutely no emotion behind his words. No, you said it yourself. It's to the mission. Just yeah, focus it's on the to mission. The mission. And that's it. And I love the idea of he is he is very black and white. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's black and white. He has no he has no emotions towards this. He has nothing else because if you notice when he starts yelling at Selena, mm-hmm. more Bruce was coming out. Mm-hmm. More of like that privilege. In his high pitch was coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because she even says, the way you're talking, you must have grown up rich. Yeah. Because obviously money never meant anything to you. Mm-hmm. Which, honestly, if Selena went with that, she mm-hmm. would have been like, Bruce Wayne. Yeah. He made a perfection. <laughs> yeah. Now, Zoe Kravitz as Selena, Kyle, uh, Catwoman. Yeah. Yes. What did we think of her? Because apparently she's getting heat online for not doing a good Catwoman. Dude, but we I all think, said that she was fine. She so was great. I talked about it with a customer where they were afraid that this Selena Kyle would be. God damn it. <laughs> where this. I, I shaked for a second. Uh, where this Selena Kyle was going to be exactly like how Anne Hathaway's was. Where, mm-hmm. that, you know, she's she's trying to find a way out. She's desperate. She's, you know, and it's like. And it's kind of true. They did a little bit of that. They did a little bit of that, but more of the lines of like, this is her early on stages as mm. Catwoman. You know, she's not even called herself Catwoman. She just knows that she's a cat burglar. She she, she does kind she's of refer a to her as a cat. Yeah. She does, but she likes she, cats. She mentions it a couple of times yeah. where she's like the cat and the bat. Mm-hmm. I mean, the bat and the cat, which mm-hmm. is, I believe, a comic book. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a comic book title for a while where mm-hmm. it was it was Batman and Catwoman like, together. Um, but I do have to admit, I took her as a more believable Catwoman mm-hmm. than Selena, than actual Anne Hathaway. Well, I mean, you, well, well, you, you, you resonate more with her the way that they explain her story, where her living situation is and stuff. And her character yeah, was more yeah. refined here than yeah. it was in other. Not only really that, but also I get the relationship more too. Mm-hmm. Like her fault, uh, Anne Hathaway and Bruce Wayne. I, if you like really push it and you're really kind of like starting to think about it, you go, yeah, I get it. Like, I guess you can see the attraction. I can see the attraction, but I don't really see them. Like, I don't really see Bruce Wayne giving his mom's pearls to her. Yeah. You know, I mean, just because I mean, he's probably going to give them to like Talia al Ghul. Cause mm-hmm. you know, she's the only one that slept with them. I know. <laughs> you want to know, <laughs> know my secret identity? <laughs> no, but I, uh, what was it? But I, I do like the idea that you can kind of see them bonding, you see them talking, you see them connecting, and her having this kinship with Batman. But there's this kind of like essence where, because that's the thing I don't understand about people who are not liking this iteration of Catwoman. Like, what is their interpretation of a good Catwoman? Yeah. Because for me, it's like, you know, a Catwoman has to be, 
you know, I get it. There's that sex appeal. There's that kind of like low voice, that kind of like, mm-hmm. oh, you think you can get me, but you can't. Mm-hmm. But you forget that there's this troubled personality behind that mm-hmm. person. And Zoe Kravitz does that perfectly oh, well yeah. because, you know, half the time I wasn't thinking about the whole sex appeal looking at her. I was like, mm-hmm. OK, she's a troubled individual who's trying to get to the bottom of this mm-hmm. mystery of who murdered her friend. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to get and use every tool in her assets to mm-hmm. essentially get to where she needs to. Yes. Right. But when she presented herself Mm -hmm. you didn't lose that appeal it was still present but it wasn't the front part of it Mm -hmm. it was more about that personality which is great that's what you need in a cat woman especially a cat woman that's trying to progress a story Mm -hmm. not just from her side but from a batman side Mm -hmm. so i have no problem with her um we do have to move this along because we're already hitting that 50 minute mark um i do want to talk about other uh other casts as well the the other thing is that i really did think it was interesting because they did give us long halloween yes yes and it seemed and from what it sounded like is what matt reeves did is they were like long halloween is a great base Mm -hmm. and we're just going to use that yeah because the opening took place around halloween Opening took place on Halloween. Mm-hmm. It takes place on Halloween. Not only that, but also uh, Falcone is introduced to Bruce Wayne. They have a history together yeah. because uh, what was it uh, Thomas Wayne fixed mm-hmm. him up when uh, when Falcone was younger yeah. at the behest of his dad. Who played Falcone in this? Do we know? Oh, I'm, uh, I don't Greg Toro. Okay. Yeah, it's really great. Really he good. Was great. He, he, was he was actually good. actually people have been giving him 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 a lot of flack too. I feel like a people are giving these cats again like flack for nothing. Like here's the thing. It's it's a way to kind of just like, you know what? I didn't like the movie because I wanted because I want to stand out. It's that's why, you know, people are critiquing this movie just as much as they are because I've said it before, they want to they don't want to blend in. John Totoro. Yeah. John Totoro mm-hmm. did an awesome job as Falcone, but I do think, but, and that's the thing that I don't understand why people are giving him flack because people are going, I don't get the casting. Like, why would you, why would you get John Totoro? It's different. But I think it's because people know John Totoro for his comedy. Like that, Mostly for his comedy. Yeah. I think if you, if that's the case, you've only seen John Totoro in but like these Big Lebowski. Are, but these are like modern day interpretations of characters. Yeah, like in Adam Sandler movies. Like, I, I feel like you haven't really like gone into John Totoro's like, he has a history I, of like he, in the early nineties, he's early a lot of like serious movies. Yeah. He's a great actor. Mm-hmm. Just because he's a comedic actor doesn't mean that he can't do these real Pilber and the Mandalorian. They were giving him crap to cast him in there, and then mm-hmm. he turned out to be Dude, a really Bill, good character. Not only that, Dude. but they brought him back. Yeah, like, I did. feel that comedians know how to play a serious role sometimes, or even do serious movies. They can do it. Yeah, yeah they because, can do it. Well, because if you know what, if you know how to make something funny, you know how to make something relatable. Yeah. So, so they, they really know how to take that material mm-hmm. and then make it something that's real. Two yeah. more cast members I want to talk about. Colin Farrell as the Penguin or Cobble, uh, Oswald, Oswald Cobblepot. I, I and pa- Paul Dano as the Riddler. Yeah, yeah. Paul Dano. Uh, so real quick, uh, I thought it was funny because one of my coworkers actually went to go see, uh, one of my staff went to go see the Batman last night. And she was like, man, like, my favorite thing was the Penguin. Like, I loved the Penguin. <laughs> She was like, he that stole guy, scenes, the scenes that he was on. Yeah, he, the scenes were, he was in, he stole them. He, he stole them. I understand why he's getting his own series. Mm-hmm. I really do. But the but the girls that I was I was I was that I was talking to, <laughs> they were going, "Who's that actor? Because that actor really needs to get used more. Like I've never seen him before. Like what is he? What else has he done?" And I was like, "That's Colin Farrell." Yeah. And they went, "What?" And yeah. I go, that's Colin Farrell. Mm-hmm. That is bullseye. That's bullseye. <laughs> that's bullseye. That's uh, what was it? You know, you that, and I feel like no one gives Colin Farrell the props for his acting abilities. Yeah. 
we know him for the kind of goofier roles that he does, but Colin Farrell can act. He can. He, always, he has yeah, a he good accent can. to it too, which is really he cool. Did, he doesn't. He does a great American mm-hmm. accent. Yeah. yeah. He does, and it's kind. It kind of has that Boston to it. Mm-hmm. Like it has that roughness. He knows how to do American accents from like different, not just like the straight American accent. He knows how to do like ones with have a tone. Like he knows how to do, like you said, Brooklyn, New York, Brit, um, Brit, a lot of a lot of people from uh, across the pond mm-hmm. will always say uh, that Western, like Southern accents, mm-hmm. are the easiest for them to pull off. Yeah, and but I but Brook but a Brooklyn or Boston accent, those are so hard. Mm-hmm. They're so rough, just because like mm-hmm. the tonation and everything else. And I he nailed it. Like mm-hmm. he really nailed like this is a this is a this is a. Because I took it as this is a Gotham accent. Mm-hmm. Like, this is like from the slums of Gotham. Yeah. So, and, for me, what really got me was that this penguin mm-hmm. was a mixture of a serious, very like lethal penguin, mm-hmm. but also a very awkward, funny one that's still trying to figure out how to be a Bob or a Moss Bob or a Mob, mob boss. boss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because you'll have those like moments of humor where he's like oh yeah he's very snarky those (laughs) comebacks right especially when they leave him behind after they try to figure or they think that he was the rat (laughs) that ratted out uh i love how he was waddling like a penguin he's like he's like what neither of you guys know spanish (laughs) world's greatest detectives (laughs) it reminded me of um a penguin from the batman animated series yes that one right yeah Yeah. so it's it's that one i just love the fact that he's not short fat no yeah and he has has like the webbed webbed hands i am so tired of (laughs) the tim burton's penguin being a thing Mm -hmm. yeah it needs to be it needs to be done away with it needs to evolve yeah because just because Tim Burton did it in the in the eighty in the early nineties. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that we need to keep doing it. You can tell that they wanted to keep the aesthetics of the penguin through that nose. That was it. That was it. But he, but, he, but it's not even that sharp. It's no. just a he just has a big nose. He's got he has a big nose and he has like the receding hairline and stuff. And, he has the and that's scar pretty he, much yeah. And he has the scar mm-hmm. on his face mm-hmm. and and that's kind of it. He does have a limp later though because mm-hmm. he because of Batman because Batman injured his leg yeah crashed into in the him. car crash yeah 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 so speaking of reimagined characters we have paul dano or paul dano excuse me uh yeah. who plays the riddler who is not the riddler that we all know either from the animated series or from his movie interpretations from jim carrey a completely different uh, completely ha- different. have you ever seen the movie uh there will be blood yes yeah. that is kind of the version of the riddler that we got mm-hmm. like his version his version of the preacher inside mm-hmm. of there will be blood mm-hmm. Uh, where like he's like preaching to the choir and mm-hmm. he's getting these people on his side yeah. and everything. I loved it. I loved the way that he was able to kind of have like these Saw-esque moments mm-hmm. uh, with his victims. And that was just a really cool, really interesting idea. Uh, yeah, Paul Dano was scary. Paul Dano I love was With or without the mask too. Both. Like I say both. He's, or... I, I think he's scarier I, yeah. with the mask. I, yeah. But he also has that, um, he has the Dahmer effect. What were you going to say, Renee? No, yeah, I was just going to say, originally I thought he would just be more scarier with the mask. But when you, like you said, it's the Dahmer effect where when he's unmasked and he's just kind of looking at you. Like if you catch him just staring at you, it still feels very unsettling. Mm -hmm. You feel like you don't know what he's going to do. Yeah. 
That's the thing. He fit that aesthetic because that's the kind of thing that you think about. Because like, I I love how the initial response to oh the first villain for this Batman movie is gonna be the Riddler. What? That's so weird. What is he gonna do? No, it fit. It worked well. Because mm-hmm. Paul Dano, Paul, it's Dano or Dano. People need to get over I, the fact that like um, in a Batman movie, you don't need Joker as the first villain. I, no, you know. Oh well, thanks for answering for, my question for about what? Dano um, or Dano. I've heard of both ways. <laughs> yeah. I've heard it both ways. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Um, so that's the thing is that he plays that very awkward nerdy dude that is frightening mm-hmm. when you know that he's got a mission statement to mm-hmm. uphold. He, and he he reminds me of a Columbine. Oof. Esque. Yeah. No, but yeah. No, yeah. that's the thing. Yeah. No, he he does. He 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 reminds me of like a person. Like if if you were to go over um like a, like a school shooter or mm-hmm. a some person who rad- was radicalized yeah. and did some kind of like horrific very thing, like, radical minded yeah. yeah then you would kind of see the same things that are going on in dano's life mm-hmm. you know he was an orphan no one really liked nashton's him. life huh nashton's oh, it's a dano <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, in Nashton's, in, in, in Edward Nashton's Not the life. actor. The actor's clean, all right? Yeah, the actor's pretty dude, cool, dude. Uh, he's pretty he cool, just, dude. He just, not, he just knows how to play really weird characters. Yeah. But, but but honestly, if you were to kind of go into that into that mindset mm-hmm. of going, of looking at people who have been radicalized or, mm-hmm. extreme, or uh, extremized, you can see the same kind of pattern of like never fitting in, mm-hmm. never uh, always being picked on, you know, always wanting to get back at people, always wanting to kind of do the right thing. And it, it's very extreme on yeah. what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it fits. It yeah. really does fit the personality and the aspects that they have with it. Yeah. The, Matt Reeves took a lot of aspects of like how today's society is and how it affects people, mm-hmm. you know, and made that very realistic. Yeah. That it could happen. hundred percent. Yeah. And it wasn't like so much that because that's the funny thing is that when you think of the Riddler and his crimes and stuff that he tried to like, you know, the way he instigates Batman to kind of have to fight him. Right. Yeah. He's using his mind. Yeah. And yeah, it, it messed with him from the aesthetics to the traps that he laid out to the way that he approached them to try to figure out certain things to take mm-hmm. down to assist them in taking down, yeah. you know, Gotham's elite. It's very modernized. 100% mm-hmm. agree. Well, um, that's, that's the thing. I mean, even in the Gotham games, mm-hmm. like when. The Riddler's puzzles are always the hardest thing in the game. They're yeah. always the thing that is like the most infuriating thing <laughs> in the world for you to figure yeah. out or do or anything like that. But I've always noticed that as soon as you are able to figure them out, the yeah. actual fight with the joke with the Riddler, mm-hmm. easy. Like it's yeah. it's like one of the easiest fights mm-hmm. in the game because he puts more time into his traps. He puts way more time into the into the traps, mm-hmm. thinking that you're never going to figure oh, them yeah. out. And that he's safe. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting to kind of go like, mm-hmm. yeah, but I'm Batman. That's the thing. That's, <laughs> and that's one of the things with uh, Arkham City. I've never fully finished all of those Riddler traps. That's what I'm doing now is that now that I finish the game, I have more time to focus on getting oh, those Riddler traps I feel traps like you done. and I play these games differently because I can't progress the story without trying to finish the Riddler Oh riddles. no, no! But then you're I realized, that. Yeah. I'm just like, no, I the for me the story. And that's why the same thing with the, like the Spider-Man story, where it's like it makes you feel. I feel like the main arc is like I gotta do it. I gotta worry about screw the side missions. I like I gotta focus gotta on focus. the main thing. Yeah. So for me, if anyone wants to add some final points to this, I think the best part of Paul Dan- uh, Paul Dano's performance as the Riddler was when they get him at the coffee shop and they slam his face the the on the table 
he's just looking at he's you. He's looking through your soul. Yeah, he looked <laughs> at the camera directly, and yeah. that was the most disturbing scene out of everything. Forget yeah. <laughs> getting your bashed or your head bashed in through like some carpet tool thing. <laughs> Forget like you know the bomb strapped to your neck. That <laughs> wasn't disturbing. What was disturbing? That look he gave. <laughs> Perfection. Also, that was great. I, I I noticed on this on this viewing how hard they threw him to the ground. Yeah. Like they threw him so hard it cracked his glasses. Yeah. Like you just see like this crack in the glasses and uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's a hell of a scene. So do we it's move on to, uh, do you want to, do you have any other points in your name no. before we move on? No, no. it's good. Uh, cinematography and the music composition for a movie of this quality to have that, mm -hmm. co those kind of shots and that kind of music, it's not seen as much. Mm -hmm. It's great. You know what the thing is, is that I noticed, especially for the music composition, because uh, they do have their own kind of Batman theme, which yes. is so great. It's such a great theme. But I did notice that this is one of the first Batmans since, I think, like The Dark Knight Rises. Mm -hmm. Or no, not The Dark Knight Rises. Um, Since BVS or anything mm -hmm. else, where pop music had been added in. Because they had Nirvana... They had a couple of other uh, like like eighties like tracks mm -hmm. that were in there that were like very rock, very mm -hmm. like somber tones to them, but they fit. They really do fit yeah. inside of this inside of the Batman, mm -hmm. uh, especially Nirvana. Nirvana just, just yeah. The it, way they utilized Nirvana in that in this movie is actually really good. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, I haven't been that excited to to hear a song like that since Kiss from a Rose. I, mean, <laughs> I know. You know what? I was watching Batman Forever, and I was like, "This makes me want to listen to a Kiss from a Rose." So it really bad. does, right? Especially since you. It's my go-to karaoke song. You know? <laughs> Dude, it's my karaoke song, bro. Like every single time I go to karaoke, I always gotta sing it. I always gotta do it. <laughs> oh, okay. So Wikipedia does have what uh, a list because those because there. I thought that I was looking at. Um, Michael uh, Giacchino mm -hmm. and Wikipedia usually has just like a it usually has like a list but for whatever reason on him they have like a paragraph and I'm like dude I don't want to read through all that but then you look at the bottom he did Bond and there's he's a, done, yeah he's done, yeah. The he's done, a, he's done Bond he's Ratatouille done Up it's Inside Out Coco mm -hmm. uh, Jojo Rabbit which was kind of weird because I didn't I don't remember the music from Jojo Rabbit but it's the uh, it's the it's the childhood wonder yeah songs mm. that are there like when he's frolicking with Hitler uh, <laughs> yeah but which sounds way worse so here, <laughs> it sounds so bad so here's the thing when I think about music composition in a movie I think about how it fits into the aesthetics and certain shots right yes. especially with Batman it's kind of difficult to, it's not difficult but there's certain elements that need to have certain moments in music mm. that will make it fit in the scene and you get that especially when he's like emerging from the shadows or when he's coming from the ceiling down to fight mm -hmm. like those sequence of events his appearance is what changes the tone and the beat of that music mm -hmm. and he did a fantastic job there mm -hmm. like when you think about the batman animated series that came out in the 90s mm -hmm. like the music there went alongside a lot of the sequences mm -hmm. featuring the batman fighting certain goons yeah. right oh, yeah and you have that same aesthetic feel to this movie Turns into cinemat or cinematography. Uh, let's see who did it because uh, I can't remember the name. Because well, I, I do think that Giacchino does definitely take from uh, the Nolan verse uh, with um, what's his. You name? think it's Nolan? It's it's the the Hans Nolan Zimmer? Wait, Hans with, Zimmer? Han, with Hans Zimmer because there are a lot of moments where he has that that long that note that holds the dun the the dun. Yeah. But instead, Hans Zimmer uses a lot of bass inside of his music, yeah. whereas this was more of a melody that was yeah. being played. Yeah. It's it's very Batman animated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the, what I got out of but, it. But but the thing is, is that because because the bat the 
the base gave you a lot of dread, a lot of different stuff. Whereas this one gave you a lot of eeriness. It was, it it was Mm -hmm. like that uncomfortable note that was being played and Mm -hmm. you just wanted to stop. Mm -hmm. Like you just want it. I I just want this to stop. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or it had like a lot of suspense that was just built up behind it. And that was kind of like the best parts about it. Because the only problem is that with Hans Zimmer's uh, Batman score, it got tiresome after a while. Like it does put you into the mood. The thing is what, what Hans Zimmer would use when it comes to those uncomfortable parts, it's like a high note that just that ringing. Yeah. Like me. It's just that whole time to make you feel like, yeah, something uncomfortable is happening, especially in the dark night. Yeah. But, uh, and then when like something like really bad, really cool is happening, mm-hmm. but, uh, what was it? When something really cool is going to happen, he has a lot of bass added to it. Yeah. Where it's just like, Bow. it didn't overwhelm here in this movie. It didn't overwhelm the season, the scenes that you were watching. Yes. It worked <laughs> with it. Mm-hmm. And you said it yourself, Renee, you're just like, I kind of want to listen to the soundtrack yeah. by itself. And yeah, I'm on mm-hmm. that boat as well. Like, mm-hmm. This is one of those few soundtracks that I'd like probably put on in the background and just mm-hmm. listen to it mm-hmm. because it was so well crafted for what we were seeing visually on screen. Yeah. Um, in terms of, and I was looking up Greg Frazier. He was the cinematographer for this, um, the the director, a director of cinematography for this film. He didn't know how to shoot a movie. I didn't know that he uh, shot Rogue One. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I didn't know that. He shot Rogue One. He shot mm. Dune. Uh, Snow White and the Huntsman. Zero Dark Thirty. Let Me In. Uh, well, that's the one that Matt Reeves did. Mm-hmm. So that that okay. did uh the Mandalorian chapter one, chapter three, and chapter seven. Huh. Yeah. Oh yeah, he shot. Oh, he shot the first episode. Yeah. Hey. So oh, he shot the first episode. I might have to rewatch the first episode. Right, go down. Go down. Let me see the Mandalorian episodes. So he shot the very first episode with D- with Dave Filoni. So that mm-hmm. was the the man the, the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Literally, was, yeah, that was the first episode. The, the episode sin three, which was the sin. Which one was that one? That's the one where um uh <sighs> let's see uh the Mandalorian is the child is a client. So it's when he delivers the uh, the, the oh, child. Oh, when he drops the child off to the client. And then the reckoning, oh. which is chapter seven, uh, receives messages from Grief Karga uh, overrun by Imperial troops by the client. So it's when he goes back. Oh, it's the episode mm. where he goes back and there's a bunch of uh, man and the Mandalorians die. Man is full oh, okay. of talent. And what Dude, I, those, those are, are actually episodes. really good episodes. Those are great yes. episodes, yeah. What I love about the the way this movie was shot mm-hmm. was that I felt like every scene had a purpose to it, and it yeah. wasn't just trying to show off, mm-hmm. you know, something like it, it was. It, it it was trying to deliver a message. So, like for me, one of the scenes that stands out right mm-hmm. is when he's on top of Gotham PD's. Oh, uh, I was just place, gonna right? mention that. Yeah. Okay. So maybe and I'll, one, I'll go I'll, ahead. I'll, go ahead. Okay. One, wait, which one is it? The one it's where when he's he escapes. For, is it when he's waiting for? Oh, you're talking about he's on top of Gotham PD. He's on yeah. top of Gotham oh. PD. He puts he's on his suit yeah. and then he jumps, yeah. right? You have that then sequence he, where yeah. he just lets himself fall. Mm-hmm. And then there's a camera right behind him. So you get to see everyone scrambling yeah. to him. Then there's another shot where it's like outside of a building mm-hmm. and it's him just zooming past. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like every single sequence there had a purpose and a different way of showing you mm-hmm. how you could see this, mm-hmm. right? What was really great was because <laughs> I watched it with a buddy of mine yeah. when I was watching it with a buddy of mine last night. Uh, that scene where you know the the parachute catches <laughs> and then he goes straight up into the rafters. Oh, yeah. And then he just kind of falls over mm-hmm. and he's just like, oh man. My buddy was like, oh, what what is he wearing? Like <laughs> he'd be dead. 
Like, yeah. Because <laughs> he was like, flying at, like, over, like, what, 50-ish miles an hour? Yeah, like, my buddy was like, oh, dude, his neck is broken. Like, <laughs> the Riddler won. He is like, dead. <laughs> like, the Riddler won. Like, the Riddler yeah. was just like, and then my next trick for Batman... Batman dies jumping off a building. <laughs> well, I guess that's done. All right. Well, I did like how he like he got his cape and put it over him, and he just see him zip it up, and just kind of goes like he pulls strings that just tightens up. And I'm just like, what? The heck? What? I'm like, oh, yeah. what? Yeah. So it just turns into a squirrel suit. Yeah, yeah, it's a squirrel suit, and he's just, and I'm just like, dude. This is awesome. We well, both looked at each other. Yeah. Here's the beauty about the way this was shot as well. Mm-hmm. It it enhanced his suit that much more mm-hmm. because Batman's known for what? His utility belt. Yeah. Right? No, no, no. It's not the utility belt. Mm-hmm. It's his utility suit. Yeah. And yes. we both looked at each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, I think we also forget to mention his grapple gun. Yes. Too. He goes, just throws <laughs> it up there and it just comes out of his I, wrist. Well, the, the thing is, is that I thought it was interesting because I was mentioning it to Ray earlier was the fact that he uses his grappling guns like a like a quick shot mm-hmm. in a western yeah. where like he just like like he'll shoot mm-hmm. his he'll shoot the shoot the grappling guns mm-hmm. not only that but also the way his footsteps are brought into the into every single scene yeah yeah it, it the only thing it's missing is spurs and some <laughs> and honestly there were there were certain times yeah. where i was like is that a spur <laughs> like when you listen to it it it, it sounds like a western yeah. like the sheriff is walking into the building well he's mm-hmm. enhanced i mean it's boots he's walking on boots mm-hmm. so it's it's probably the i same feel like aesthetic. You're, you're like obligated to kind of just like walk like that just like goom. Doom, goom. yeah goom. No, <laughs> like, I mean, the audio of his boots are obviously leveled up mm-hmm. i mean he they're doing the same thing that they did with bane inside of the dark knight rises mm-hmm. where like his his footsteps just sound heavy oh, yeah but i but it really did kind of give me that that vibe of like this is the sheriff of town like this is the guy that like yeah as long as he's here there's no no mischief is allowed mm-hmm. and he's in like this is law i wouldn't mm-hmm. call it mischief mischief is putting it lightly dude that guy is not there to handle some mischief that guy's handling like a bunch of stuff, man. Yeah, but I mean, like, you know, it's only a little bit of murder. Mm. Come on. In Gotham, I did like hold the on. Drugs. In Gotham, murder? <laughs> yeah. Not a whole, not a big thing. I, I, not a I, big thing. I did like how they kind of like said, oh, yeah, the, their way of drugs were drops. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't show people doing cocaine. You can't show people like light up a pipe or something like that. It's like drops. They're selling drops. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what? But I, I think that's such an interesting idea of. I'm going to show people on drugs, yeah. but also putting you in the world of the Batman mm-hmm. of like, oh, this is an alternate kind of like, because mm-hmm. it does lead to that kind of supernatural, not necessarily supernatural, but that fictional thing. Yeah. Of, um, cause you see it a lot in like Batman in Batman, the animated series, mm-hmm. you've seen a lot in the comics, you mm-hmm. see it in, especially inside of, um, was it Batman beyond? Mm-hmm. There actually is a drug. Yeah, there is there, a drug. Yeah. There is a lot of drugs that mm-hmm. like go through the eyes. Oh, or, you know, I know what you're talking about. Or they do like those patches or they do stuff. the, or they do the patches that yeah. are like the nicotine patches. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why they did the nicotine patches mm-hmm. is because they couldn't do anything else. Yeah. Like they, they were like, how do we do drugs without mm-hmm. doing drugs? How do we do well, Bane? That, that's the thing. That's how they, they were limited in this Batman. movie because it, Colin Farrell, openly said that he couldn't have you couldn't have a cigar he couldn't have a cigar for his character because now i guess it's either in warner brothers guidelines oh yeah is it here in the u.s so the rating system is like you know you can't have them in a pg-13 movie smoking like at all but you can cuss you can you can can have have one f-bomb you can have one f-bomb which they used very well yes what part was it 
It was like early on. It they was the, it. it was like the first line. It was like one of the first lines of the movie because he goes, he he goes, Merry effing Halloween. Oh, that's right. He says it to the Batman. He says he says, Oh yeah, you must fit in. This must be your perfect your favorite time of year. Mm-hmm. Happy effing Halloween. Yeah, it was that it was that cop that didn't like him right away. And then oh, the end of the movie. That's yeah, right. it's a Commissioner Savage. Yes. That's right, that's right. Uh which also I'm pretty sure that's a cutscene. So I'm gonna move this along. Because we're going to be running out of time pretty soon. And this is going to be a heavy one to wrap up this issue with. Yeah, sure. Potential sequels to this movie. Mm-hmm. Now, we've both said, all three, all, not both, all three of us have said there's a possibility that we might not want a sequel if we don't know what direction this movie is headed in. Mm-hmm. But is it safe to assume that we kind of want to see a sequel happen from this movie? I want to spend more time in Matt Reeves' Gotham. I want to spend more time inside of with Pattinson as Batman. I want to spend more. I just want to, I just want more time in this world that Matt Reeves has really built. So a sequel, I would love, I would love a sequel. Mm-hmm. He's already kind of, he's already said that if he, if he were to get a sequel, he would love to do heart of ice. And I think that's Ooh. such a cool, Oh, idea. that's right. He wants to do Mr. Freeze. Yeah. The yeah. only, the that's biggest, the, yeah. the, the, the biggest thing that you can do for mm-hmm. Mr. Freeze is heart of ice. Yeah. That's the, that's like the number one thing. As soon mm-hmm. as somebody goes, Mr. Freeze, you automatically go, go heart, heart of ice. ice. Yeah. That's that. That's plain and simple. So to do a live action heart of ice would be insane because, because the thing is that if you notice Matt Reeves does a really great job at having three to four plot lines all going on at exactly the same time. So that's a great thing about this movie that he laid out so many different sequel potentials that he could go moving forward, you know, with Hush, with possibly Joker and stuff, but also Court of Owls, Court of Owls and stuff like that. Even moving forward with Penguin, like progressing more with Penguin in this one. That's what I like about this movie is that there's no definitive storyline sequel. I have to go here. Yeah. he's like, I'm going to give myself options and just see how I feel. This movie ended in a way that if it doesn't have a sequel, Mm -hmm. it doesn't like, if it doesn't get greenlit for a sequel, that's fine. I mean, I I don't know. I don't see why not. But at the same time, like you said, if it didn't and something happens where I don't know, like someone, someone like someone messes up something, someone I'm not, you know, I'm not, but, (laughs) (laughs) and, um, I'm fine with just this movie. Honestly, it's a standalone. But it's I, a standalone movie. I feel Warner Brothers wants to build more on Batman now, after, especially but, after this. Yeah. they know this is not this only, is a money grabber. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but also you you guys were mentioning it the night the the night after the premiere mm-hmm. uh, or on uh, on the fan event was that Batman is the one exception that apparently we have for the Oscars. That it it's not going to get put into that new category of mm-hmm. like fan favorite mm-hmm. movies. It this is a movie that could possibly go for best actor, best mm-hmm. supporting, best, you know, cinematography, yes, like screenplay. A, best screenplay, best, best score, you know, best score. Yeah. Like it actually has those potentials Yes, because of its, you know, be, because of, you know, the fact that a Batman movie could, you know, realistically be a, just in generally a great movie, not just a great superhero movie. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what this is. It's a great, it's a good, it's a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, like alone, like I, I keep on saying it. A great Batman movie is a movie where if Batman wasn't in it. It's still amazing. Yeah. Um, and the and this movie definitely does sell that. It yeah. really does sell the idea that this movie is awesome. So. Yeah, I, I'm looking so you, forward to you, it. You want that sequel to happen. Oh, man, I would love that sequel, yeah. if especially if it was uh, Mr. Freeze, because I feel like this world leaves itself open to the weird. 
Because I that was the only problem that we didn't get with Nolan. Yeah. Was that everything had to be he, realistic. He didn't want to expand on like the outlandish part of yeah. the Batman universe. I mean, to be totally honest, I was talking to a buddy of mine and I think I might have mentioned it to you too. Mm-hmm of a great a great one uh like a great side mission for him or like a uh a b like a b plot would be another serial killer in gotham Mm -hmm. and that would be mr pig oh Mm. yeah professor pig yeah yeah professor pig because i feel like professor pig is a great addition fit in the matt reeves not only that but also not a lot of people know about him he's not he's not a Mm well-known hero he's i mean uh, not a well-known villain Mm -hmm. um in like the batman universe and I can only imagine how crazy Professor Pig would be. That, and I feel like Mad Hatter would be a good one for him to take on. Mad Hatter. I yeah. would love to see Condiment King in <laughs> Kite this. Man. Kite Man. Kite Man. No, but, but I really do think that would be kind of interesting. Like, yeah. I would love to see an opening sequence where he's taking down Kite Man. <laughs> that would be cool. Like Kite Man's especially after seeing like like Batman fly, that inspires him to become Kite Man. (laughs) Like, because I I just think that would be so interesting. Of like Batman has fly, like Mm -hmm. that's the beginning of the movie. Is Mm -hmm. like something happens, and then you see Kite Man flying and everything Mm -hmm. else, and then you see Batman flying behind him, (laughs) and they're trying, and he's trying to take him down. Alfred's like on the comms. It's like, what are you doing, sir? He's like, just shoot him down. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I I, or you could have gravity will do your job for you. Yeah. Just wait until he lands. Just wait until he. And I think, but I think that would be funny too. Yeah. That'd be that'd be a great opening. Honestly, that'd be a great opening. Like you just like you just see uh, Kite Man flying away. And then he lands, and then Batman's just waiting. Yeah, he's just there. Like he calculated <laughs> how he was his trajectory downwards, mm-hmm. and he just got ahead of him. That's the thing. You see Kite Man flying, and then he lands. Batman's right there, and he's taking him to like Blackgate. And then like Alfred's talking and be like, "How did you know what would happen?" He's like, "Well, I calculated how far he would go, starting from where his distance and where he would land." Yeah, <laughs> like, and just like oh, I just calculated yeah. it. Yeah. I figured gravity would do my job. <laughs> For me. Oh, sorry. Great. For me, sorry. in terms of a sequel, it's interesting because, you know, it is like I'll, I'll 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 jump aboard the whole like you have a rogues gallery. Yeah. You know, the Riddler didn't die. Bruce's, you know, identity wasn't revealed. Mm-hmm. Nothing like that. But for me, what caught me was that it kind of was a prequel. Like we didn't get an origin story for Batman in this movie, but we definitely got a more rounded out Batman with this movie. Mm-hmm. So, like, for example, you at the end of the movie, because this is a scene and we didn't even mention the ending yet, Renee, mm-hmm. the ending where Batman figures out that maybe he isn't supposed to be fighting for justice just through vengeance. Maybe yeah. it's about helping out the common folk, the people that are mm-hmm. stuck underneath the giant, you know, TV and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that's that, that that just goes back to his first line in the movie. Uh, Batman's actually first spoken line in the movie when the guy says, who are you? Mm hmm. And then he goes, I'm vengeance. And then going, that then leads to the very end with the, with the, you know, the Riddler goons. And then they go, who are you? And he's like, I'm vengeance. And he realizes I did this. I created these people because that's what I've been saying. I am. That's who, what I said that I truly am. He had a change of character. Yeah. Which is really interesting because this essentially allows for future Batman movies to progress with that. Right. So like to me, there is no real difference between the Batman movies from Batman Begins all the way to the Dark Knight, you know, into uh, what's the last one for uh, Nolan? 
The Dark Knight Rises. The Dark Knight Rises, right? There's there's no there's no difference there for me. But here it kind of feels like if Reeves does get a sequel, like now we're going to be getting a year three, year four, year five Batman who's now trying to redefine how to fit into this new Gotham, this destroyed Gotham with more crime happening, with mm-hmm. crime bosses taking advantage of the fact that the city is now split up. Well, and the, it's trying to reconstruct itself. Well, not only that, but also I do like the idea of them introducing No Man's Land. Uh, yeah. This, this idea that Gotham City has been destroyed and now powerful uh, or these these super villains or these villains are now in the middle of a power grab because Falcone is gone. Yeah. Because the, the, the true crime lord of Gotham has now left, which leads to black mask which leads to penguin which leads to call which leads to like the joker which leads to all these different people trying to buy for power across gotham Mm -hmm. and everybody kind of thinking that gotham is a lost cause because that's very much what it sounds like it sounds like a lot of people think that gotham is a lost cause yeah only batman and uh only batman and gordon are have this like faith in it and now they're trying to build that faith back up yeah because right Renee, mm-hmm. I, I thought I said it was going to be really awesome for future ones if they kind of went down the, the the road of like no man's land oh that would be really good of like this is a this is a damned city yeah and nobody like, like you don't go to Gotham <laughs> yeah where it's like Gotham's like cut off from like the rest of the world and stuff like that and like everyone's there to fend for themselves and stuff yeah that's where basically no Arkham aid. City is inspired by that almost anyway. yeah well because that's what happens in the Narrows they basically just like turn the Narrows into this basic giant prison. Mm-hmm. They just turned it into an island prison that's yeah. in the middle. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's sick. <laughs> I, I, I'm really I I'm not saying that that's what I want. But that'd be cool if they did. I think Matt Reeves might do that. He's he's good at taking different aspects of from the from from the Batman comic books, and we see that in this one. You know, making yeah. making uh, Martha part of the Arkham family, which has happened a lot before. But they've never really talked about that. I just thought of something that we mentioned in issue 87. Sure, what's up? So when we were talking about Matt Reeves' directing style and how he writes his characters, we're mm-hmm. talking about you know Planet of the Apes, right? Mm-hmm. And basically I said, oh, yeah, Caesar. The way that he writes his protagonists is that you, know, you have the protagonist create an action and then reach that resolution, but the protagonist then has to suffer the consequences. Mm-hmm. Like of it's his never reactions, yeah. of his yeah. reactions. You still get that with this character because Batman essentially reaches his end goal, mm-hmm. but he realizes that through his actions there were still consequences. Because, like you said, Nick, the Riddler's followers believed that they were doing the right thing because yeah. of vengeance. Mm-hmm. Well, not only that, but also the Riddler. The Riddler felt mm-hmm. emboldened by Batman because exactly. he even says, "We've been doing this together. Mm-hmm. Me and you are homies, dude." Mm-hmm. Like. You brought him into the light. Yeah. I told you, hey, man, so I can take him out. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get in there. I needed you. Yeah. You know, and it's and perfect. And now we both get to watch together. And now yeah. we get to both watch <laughs> together. The Riddler was wholeheartedly behind Batman, mm-hmm. which is also something that they kind of pulled from the Arkham games mm-hmm. with uh, the Joker, where it was like, you can make your own Joker. Yeah. Where it, which is Oh, so the Telltale sick. games. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Telltale games. Yeah. I, I, th- I always thought that was so sick of mm-hmm. like, you can actually have a... You can have him as an ally? You can have him as an ally or where he's like... villain. Yeah, where he joins the Bat family mm-hmm. and or you can have him as a villain where he becomes your Joker. Mm-hmm. And I always thought that was so cool. But yeah, because that's kind of what the Riddler does. The Riddler is a fanboy mm-hmm. who... He's he's syndrome. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> yeah. Casey Dillinger the Riddler, syndrome. The Riddler syndrome, where he's a fanboy that once they go, just like, I don't sadistic, need you. you know? Yeah, like, once, once he says, I don't need. Is he? Is he more sadistic? I mean, with. Syndrome murdered so many heroes <laughs> just so that he could kill one. Well, that's true. <laughs> He was successful at killing heroes. Yeah. Just so he could be like, okay, this is the top tier of what my robot, my uh, ro- robots need to be. My robots. My, my robots. Ro- my robots. Yeah. It was weird seeing that scene in The Incredibles as a kid, where it's just the the heroes flashing goes like deceased, uh-huh. deceased, 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 destroyed, you. deceased. <laughs> yeah. Then you just that like- whole scene is so beautifully done, especially when he's like running, oh. and then all those like. But like bubbles are like going over him. Oh yeah, just the way that's edited, it's so beautiful. Yeah, oh, and the, uh, when he finally finds Gazer Beam, <laughs> yeah. he's like, "Oh, Gaze, man!" Mm-hmm. And then he hides behind. He has to hide behind his dead corpse in order to get away from the robot. Jesus Christ, I love man. that was Jason Lee the, doing the voice of Syndrome. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. You know, you know what they did in order for him to get that role, right? What did they do? They uh, apparently uh, somebody went to him and they asked him to be Syndrome, mm-hmm. and then he was like, "No, I don't really." Uh, that's not something I really want to do. I've mm-hmm. never really done voiceover work. Mm-hmm. So they got his, uh, they got his voiceover. They used his audio from Mallrats mm-hmm. and then put it over Syndrome and then uh, animated Syndrome with, with the line, doing the lines, doing the lines from Mallrats. My name's Earl. Yeah, what? Jason Lee. Yeah. I didn't even know that. You didn't know that. <laughs> no, I didn't yeah, know that. man. Jason Lee is also a professional skateboarder. Yep. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's also a professional skateboarder. We'll talk more about this after the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't know who Jason Lee was? No, I, I've, I've only seen My Name Is... That's all I know him from is My Name Is Earl. Uh, yeah, he's also he's also in Incredibles. He's, yeah, he's it, the villain in Incredibles. That's like in all of the Kev, Most of the Kevin Smith movies as well, too. Uh, he's in like three he's or like four. four. Yeah. He's like in four. No, he's in five now. Because he's also the in reboot? Jason. He's also in Reboot. Oh, uh, that's he's right. He's also in Reboot. He plays both of his characters, right? From Chasing Amy and from... And Mallrats. Yeah, he plays both. Mm-hmm. Any last thoughts before we end this issue? Um, that basically this, I will say this, this is my favorite Batman film of, of all time, but I'm biased because again, I'm a huge Batman fan and I finally got a Batman movie that I've been wanting for, for years. And this is it. Mm-hmm. I peaked <laughs> in my Batman film. <laughs> uh, for me, before we let Nick talk over here and have him go through a 10 minute spiel. um this is easily the best batman movie i've ever seen yeah i am (laughs) i said this before we got or after we got out and Uh i'm like i'm so glad we get to stop talking about the nolan batman movies and just (laughs) thrown that well i mean that and this is what i say the nolan movies are great well done films yes they're great films But to me, they're not my favorite Batman movies. No, it's this one now. It's this one. Yes. Course, okay, yeah. finally. Thank yeah. God. But I, it is a movie that I would recommend 100% to oh, a lot of people. But, you know, with the warning that it is a heavy, heavy movie, yeah. you got to be going in there. You got to be going in there willing to sit down for almost three hours mm-hmm. and being attentive for those three hours because mm-hmm. you fall asleep in that movie, you're missing some great stuff. I forgot he was in the Chipmunks movies. Yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think he, he did too. <laughs> I forgot he, he only showed it. up for like one and a half. Essentially, he was in the first one, and then was like, "Oh, I'm here, but I'm going on vacation, guys." Like in the second one, <laughs> and, and never showed one, up in the third one. I think in the third one, we're still he, talking he, about Jason Lee. Nick, <laughs> final thoughts on the Batman? No, I, I, I really do think that the Batman is the closest we've gotten to an actual like, real like an actual adaptation of Batman. Yeah, I think that this is uh, a great representation of what Batman can be when the source material is taken seriously. When, I mean, even if you want to get weird with you know the idea of Batman, it, it, it has so much source material and so much great 
stories that you can pull from that if you just give the if you give the the you know the stories a voice mm. or a vision like Matt Reeves did you get amazing things and it, it does take an, an artist because this is a piece of art it, it yeah. really is because I feel like in a lesser director's hands this movie does not work this yeah. movie is not as good you don't get the performances that you did that you mm-hmm. that you do get and and all that um would you believe that dennis villeneuve and ridley scott were all in the short list of directing this movie i get i can see that yeah, yeah. no i can see that i but i think that that would be, these would be different movies because completely I know it, different movies yeah but because remember matt reeves rewrote this movie respectfully rewrote mm-hmm. yeah because he respect in because um, originally they were supposed to do uh ben affleck yeah, yeah this was his original script that the, they did this was yeah and then they tweaked and then they tweaked it and then matt reese was like i i can't do it you he think says, i want to do a different type yeah, of you think that they'd ever release ben affleck's script i kind of want to see it i want to see it i would i would i i you know what 10 years down the line maybe warner Who brothers knows? just to grow a pair and just release no because they because they did that with mortal yeah, that's true. They and that was like maybe like ten years later. Yeah, like Mortal came out like still ten would years love later. Where to it see got, a Mortal movie, honestly, the Justice League Mortal. Yeah. But besides that, I think that this is a it's a great movie. Yeah, uh, it's it's definitely is it better than The Dark Knight? Mm-hmm. <sighs> yes. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> you were like, mm. <laughs> no, because the one thing that really saves The Dark Knight is the Joker. Like that, that is that's that is, the only that is still factor the, in that. That's that the thing. Heath Ledger's Joker is. Paul Dano does an amazing job, but I feel like Keith Ledger's Joker is still better. No, like no matter I can, what, Every, I, can, I can agree to that like, at least. The overall movie mm-hmm. is better than The Dark Knight, but the villain, yeah, of The Dark Knight is better than 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 this one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I I just think go watch this movie, man. Don't mm-hmm. don't listen to any critics. Like honestly, <laughs> even yeah. e- even even us, we're we're biased as hell. So mm-hmm. I would definitely say go watch the movie, go enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Remember it's three hours. So go to the restroom before watching it. Yeah. Cause if you have to go to the restroom yeah. in the middle of this movie, mm-hmm. you're done. Do not take a small child to go watch this movie. Yeah, Cause they won't want to go to the restroom. Yeah. They're going to want to go to the restroom. If you really, really want to watch it, wait, wait until the the end of next month yeah. so that way it's on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Oh my and god. You can watch it. Yes. I'm going to watch it, but I'm still I I I want to know when the freaking like DVD release will be out. <laughs> like oh, I'm getting I'm, I'm going to get the 4K. Yeah, like, I'm going to get, get like, the 4K steel book. I want a steel book at least. I think there's going to be a collector's edition with this. There has to be. Oh, there has to be. Well, because there they, be. I, I think they're gonna. Because Hot Wheels last time came. Because mm-hmm. I bought a when I bought the the Nolan one, mm-hmm. uh-huh. it came with Hot Wheels of this, the Bat, and mm-hmm. the cycle. I don't think I feel that like this that is getting a Target one. They won't get, get it for Target. There yeah. won't be a DVD release for this for a while because mm-hmm. I'm assuming that what they'll do is they'll re-release it in theaters in different versions. They have to. It's if AMC put it as an artisan mm-hmm. film, then it has to have more re-releases. I think, and DC wants or Warner Brothers wants that money. I'm telling you right now, man, if you give me a Reeves cut, mm-hmm. like he, if he goes, man, I got this, I got a cut and it even has an intermission, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, Hey, if it was like a glorious, uh, was it not a glorious bastards? Um, Logan, uh, hateful eight. Oh, hateful eight. Oh yeah. Where like mm-hmm. right in the middle of it, it has like 15 minute intermission. Everybody mm-hmm. go to the restroom, do what you got to do. Yeah. We got another hour and a half of this movie. Mm-hmm. Hope you enjoy I would, I would love it. I would be like, that's fine. I'm, I'm totally in. Let me, let me, let me get another hour of this movie, mm-hmm. just because I 
they, you know that they have the the death of Savage. Mm-hmm. You know that they have uh, an entire interrogation scene with the Riddler. You know, there's so much stuff that was probably left on the on the on the cutting room floor. That's the thing. I was really kind of disappointed that they didn't show that the death of Savage in here. You know what? I I wasn't. I was kind of like I I wanted. I guess I guess I wanted. I was going on the lines of a Saw movie where they always show you what happens. I like the idea because I, I, I like that idea of it's putting pressure on Batman mm-hmm. of like Batman's trying to do his, his investigation <clears throat> and it's like, Oh, well he has all the time he needs. And mm-hmm. it's like, no, he's killing. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't stop him, he's going to keep killing. Mm-hmm. And it really does kind of add to that pressure of like, Oh man, like, you know, people are mm-hmm. just dropping like flies. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I really enjoyed that. Okay. We can keep talking about this movie for another like two hours. If oh, anything, yeah, but yeah, probably. well, we're going to wrap this issue up. All right. So guys, real quick, if you guys made it this far into the issue, just a you know reminder, we are giving away two copies of the Batman comic book that we received uh, at the fan preview. The way to enter again, I'm not going to repeat it because it was at the beginning of the podcast will be in the description of this issue. So you guys want those rules and extra entries and how to get into it. Please read the description. That is the only way you guys will know. We'll be mentioning in our socials again. But if you guys want them because they are only preview or fan preview uh, sent out to the people that went to the fan previews, there's a way of get them. There's two of them here. Best of luck to you guys. Okay. You can go to eBay. And pay money. We're pay actually giving money. these two away. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, follow us on our socials, Instagram and Twitter, Keeping Up With The Nerds, on Facebook as well as Keeping Up With The Nerds for all the up-to-date information on when we release things. Follow us on our website at keepingupwiththenerds.com. Want to know us better? We have an art, or we have a little page there where you guys can find out more about us. The Nerdy Planet, a place where we write articles and showcase all the thumbnails as well that we've been releasing with our podcast. Uh, that's another way you guys can keep up with us. If you guys are listening to us on audio platforms, visit us on our YouTube channel, Keeping Up With The Nerds, where we upload the visual presentation of the podcast, as well as some skits and upcoming videos. Uh, There was a lot to talk about. We didn't talk about Gotham as a character. We didn't talk about the reviews that were being released, but you guys can follow or you guys can find those videos regarding those topics on our YouTube channel, Keeping Up With The Nerds. Subscribe, like the videos. Let us know what you guys think on those comments sections. Um, Anything else? Anybody else notice that he didn't use a battering in this movie? Well, there's a big battering in his chest. You didn't, you, you didn't throw it. That's fine. No, we'll get that in the sequel. Yeah. All right. Renee. <laughs> are honestly, you... honestly, I really did. When the thing was hanging, yeah. I thought he was going to pull it off. Again. Yeah. You said, I heard you from across the way. I was like, it's a battering. And I'm just like, it's I was like, throw it. <laughs> <laughs> and, then he, and then he jumps and cuts it. And I'm like, oh, lame. <laughs> All right. Renee, take us away, buddy. This has been Keeping Up With The Nerds, issue 88. I'm Renee. This is Brian. And Nick. Recording at Undercity Comics in Woody, California. We thank you all for listening and watching this issue. And hope to see you all next time.